on this episode of Jet City Hot Takes. Another dumb deal by the Cowboys. And we talk about how the Seahawks totally fleece the Texans. And we predict the entire NFL season with absolute certainty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. It's here. Football season, our podcast, kicking off. Keith, Jet City Hot Takes, you ready for this? Week one, let's do this. Week one, and we had some big breaking news today. Ezekiel Elliott signing his contract. Highest paid running back. Ever. Ever. Six years, $90 million, $50 million guaranteed. How do, you, how do you feel about that? Uh, that's a lot of money to give to a running back, first off. How old is Zeke Elliott now? What's he? It, would he play three years? This is his fourth year, I think. I think this is his fourth year in the NFL, right? So he's 25, 26. One thing we're going to establish early is we're not good at math, so we'll go with that. I'm not good at memorizing things. Uh, so you're going to have a $90 million running back into his 30s? Right. It seems I, like a terrible idea. Horrible idea. Here's the one saving grace that I'll get, and, and, and I'm going to get into this whole argument about running backs in a second, but they are the dumb franchise that built their entire team around a running back. So I understand why they had to do it, because their team is based around it. They, like, they were dumb enough to make that move a c- couple years ago and build their offense around it, so you kind of need to, to sign him. I wouldn't have knocked it if they let him go and whatever. I'd be like, you know what, you're smartening up. You're probably going to lose a little while for a little while, but you, you'll recover. But they've dedicated so much to him kind of being the center, I think, of that offense, and, and if not the franchise, that they had to continue to be stupid and sign a running back to a <laughs> stupid contract to keep them competing this year. Uh, you know what? I think they could com- they could have been competitive without him. That offensive line is good enough. I don't think you need to have a running back. Don't get me wrong. Zeke, very really talented running back. He's a total head case, though. Is he really worth that kind of aggravation when you have an offensive line that good? No. Not at all. No, he's not. And this is going to get me into this argument because I feel like <laughs> you and I haven't talked about this before, but it seems like we're on the same page here a little bit, and that is the running back position is just – overrated and you don't need one of these top tier running backs to be successful no you need a guy who can actually see a hole and a guy who can you know pass protect sometimes it's just that's all you need i and i wrote this out because i want to get your opinion or i guess i have your opinion but let's let's just add this to it okay i'm gonna go through the top 10 running backs that are paid top highest paid running backs real quick okay so it is um ezekiel elliott one todd Gurley two Le'Veon bell three david johnson four devonta freeman five saquon barkley six jarek mckinnon seven leonard fournette eight lamar miller nine duke johnson 10. Two of those guys aren't even playing this season. They're injured. That's correct. McKinnon and... Uh, Lamar Miller. Yeah, McKinnon and Lamar Miller. Obviously, McKinnon... Also Duke Johnson? Really? Yeah, three. he signed a three-year, uh, $15.6 million contract a couple years ago. <laughs> $7.8 million guaranteed. Uh, here's a couple things I want to explain. So, like, 
I don't care about having any of if I was a friend like I don't I'm not putting that much money on this position. And here's why it just doesn't translate to success. No, it does it, not. At it all. does not. And, and I'm going to go through this. Total playoff games between these top 10 running backs. Playoff record of 13 and 14, two Super Bowl appearances with two losses. It's insane to overpay for that position. Let's see. Devontae Freeman and who was the other one that was in a Super Bowl? Devontae Freeman and then Todd Gurley last year. Oh, that's right. Well, t- did Todd Gurley even really play in that game? You know what? It's fine. Make it, it, my point being, <laughs> two Super Bowl appearances, two losses. I will say it was to the New England Patriots, which makes me happy. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, but realistically, it's like Ezekiel Elliott, three career playoff games, one and two. Todd Gurley, two and two. Le'Veon Bell, two and two. David Johnson, one and one. Devonta Freeman, the only one with a winning record, three and two. Uh, Barkley, obviously, rookie year last year, no playoff games. McKinnon, one and two. Fournette, two and one. Uh, Lamar Miller, one and two. Duke Johnson, no playoff games. This is probably the first I've ever heard anyone rank running backs by playoff success. They, my point is, you don't need. It doesn't matter who you have. Just get a guy that falls forward and, is, and can, like you said, find the hole. The the Seahawks. They have Chris Carson. They have Rashad Penny. They have exactly. Procise. These we're carrying four running backs, and none of them are making a crazy. And I'm curious how much all four running backs combined make. I should look that up. Uh, less than Zeke. I, correct. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and they're going to probably be far more successful. We're, we're going to have a better the running Dallas game. Cowboys, right? Correct. Or you know the New England Patriots. I mean, hate me if you want hate the Patriots hate me they never sign these contracts to these running backs they they let them go sign afterwards it's like let them play at a rookie contract which first off you shouldn't draft a running back in the first round unless it's someone on the the caliber of like Saquon Barkley fine and I was against them signing Sony Michelle in the first round the year prior the Patriots and typically they don't do that but yeah but I'll tell you what they're not going to do is after his rookie contract is up, give him stupid money to stay. They'll just find the next guy. It's what it's what the running back position is in that league. If you if you sign that second year after the rookie year contract to a running back and give him all this money, it's dumb. By the time they're halfway through that contract, they can't run anymore. It's it it makes no sense. We are starting off the first podcast with a Corey rant. And running backs love it. suck. They're overrated. You don't need a great <laughs> running back. Period. Period. How do you really feel, dude? Period. Okay. Another contract happened the other day. Jared Goff. Jared Goff was at a $134 million extension. Yeah, have fun with... Uh, so that signs him through, what, the 2022 season? I believe. The Rams. Yeah, have fun with uh, four years of mediocre quarterback play, L.A. I'll tell you, it's beautiful for the Seahawks it's and Seahawks fans. It's great for the Seahawks. Uh, I was jumping for joy for this division because they did that. And you know what? There is a, <laughs> there, is, there aren't great quarterbacks in the league, and I guess they're like, you know what? Well, let's, we, this is our guy. we got to go with them. And they, they, they went to the Super Bowl last year, and we're like, you know what? That, that type of quarterback play is what we want to get us back here. I, hey, he got his money. Good, Good for, for him. him. He he deserves it. He's not that bad. There are a lot worse quarterbacks, but he's a middle of the road starting quarterback in the NFL. That's right. And which yeah, that makes him like one of the 16 best quarterbacks in in the world. But as far as the NFL is considered, uh, that's mediocre. Yeah, it makes me, uh, you know, as a Seahawks rooter, you're not you're not willing to say fan yet. I'm not I'm not willing to say fan yet. But as Coward. a Seahawks rooter, I root for the Seahawks. 
This is good news. This is the best thing that could have happened to us. And then the Seahawks made a nice move uh, after we did get to talk about this. Yeah, they did. After, um, after the 53-man roster, they made a trade with the Houston Texans. Welcome to Seattle, Jadavian Clowney. And that guy is a big man. I met him when I lived Ooh. in Houston, and uh, I might post that on our Instagram, at Jet City Hot Takes, because that man is just a mammoth, and he is a beast. Before I ask you what you think his impact is going to be uh, on that, can I just rant again? You know what? You've been ranting the whole time. This so is going to be a common let, theme. We're just we're just going to let you go. Houston is another one of these dumb franchises. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. They're not that dumb. They just traded. They're pretty dumb. They but just, they're not that dumb. They just traded Jadavion Clowney yep. to the Texans for a third round pick and two situational pass rushers. <laughs> situational pass rushers, and this is the other thing. If this if Jadavion Clowney leaves the Seahawks after this year. Know what the Seahawks get? A third-round pick. A third-round compensatory pick. We get nothing. What <laughs> in the world is going on? Houston could have kept him there. Even if he wanted to sit out, he would have had to report by week eight. And then he could have played for the Texans. He would have been playing for a contract. Yep. And if he left them, they would have got a third-round pick. Exactly. What? I don't understand. I mean, maybe they just really wanted to get rid of him. I don't understand. Aren't they still paying like $7 million? They're paying $7 million of his $15 million contract. So that was another point I had. (laughs) So on top of that, they're still paying half his salary for him to play in Seattle. Thanks, Houston. I'm sorry. Did you say they weren't a dumb franchise? No, because the other trade that they made. I'm not. I will agree with this. And, and. Or here's the that, weird thing. That one's a kind of a double-edged sword. They because have, they got better this year. Correct. But in the future, they are screwed. If they don't win now with Deshaun Watson, they're done. They do not have a first or second round draft pick in the next two drafts. Nope. Who would they hire as a GM that would want to go into that situation? I was going to say that because they wanted the Patriots' Nick Casario, but if I'm him... Uh, now you're, I'm going in there with no first or second round draft picks over the next two years. You better pay oh, me a lot of money. And you're going to have to find a way to sign Deshaun Watson to a monster contract or find another quarterback. I don't want Without that a job. first or second round pick. I wouldn't take that job. <laughs> no thanks, man. <laughs> it's Thursday. The it's NFL really season is kicking off today. So let me get out of my ranting, get out of my fo- stay, stay focused on positivity. Deep breaths. Deep breaths, Corey. Football season is here. This is like my favorite thing there is like the beginning of September is my favorite time of the year. I don't care about 100%. Fridays. I don't care about Saturdays. I, care I don't about care. Saturdays. I don't care about Saturdays. <laughs> Sundays. That's my day. Leave me alone. Whether I'm out at a bar or I'm sitting on the couch, I am watching football all day long. Can can we get an amen for that? Amen. Amen. Woo! So with that being said, I mean, I mean, we could talk for days and days about what's going to happen this entire season. So let's just keep this simple. Maybe okay. some season predictions, teams you think you're going to the playoffs, teams who you think are completely out of the playoffs. And we can start. We can go division by division if you'd like. Let's go division by division, just say the winners. But since we're kind of Seattle-focused, let's focus on the NFC West. Okay, and th- if there's anything unique in, in your divisions, we can talk about those too because I have I have some scenarios here that could be interesting. Okay, let's start Um, easiest division to pick, the AFC East. The AFC East, yes, the easiest. Uh, division ever that the Patriots have they're going to win it again yes they are they should run the table in the division maybe at Dolphins man it happens every year that's week two this year if that happens I'm gonna let you smack me (laughs) on this podcast 
You will smack me live on the air here. Yes. Uh, Patriots win that division. No brainer. Um, yeah, I got them at like 13 and three, one of the top two seeds. I have first round by 14 and two, no bias, and uh, I have them as the top seed in the AFC. Hey man, I'm a Patriot hater, and I have them at 13 and three. So I don't think your your one game bias there is too bad. <laughs> well, let's go <laughs> to the um, the AFC West. Let's do the AFC West. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a, a tougher division, but. Uh, we, I'm assuming we both have the Chiefs coming out on top there. Nope. No. I got the Chargers. Oh, man. Chages what did you smoke before coming in today? I have the Chiefs as a wild card team, one game back of them at 11 and 5. Wow. Okay. I have the Chiefs 13 and 3, Chargers 11 and 5. The Chargers do make the playoffs in the, as the fifth seed yep. in, in my predictions. I got here. Chargers as the two seed, Chiefs as a wild card. A really good wild card, but a wild card. How about the AFC South? It was the Colts, and that division in, in mine literally got turned upside down. Yeah, the, the Colts with the uh, retirement of Andrew Luck went from my favorite to win that division to third place. Third? I didn't even have them finishing that. They were fourth place. Two yeah, I got, I got out of there. the Jags. Listen, I've, I've seen Brissett and I've seen Hoyer enough to know that, uh, I guess not Brissett enough, but uh, you know, they both come from the Patriots. It's, it's, it's not so much that... I believe in Brissett. I don't think he's going to be a terrible quarterback. He's going to be a serviceable fill spot till they find the next long-term starter. Oh, you mean Brian Hoer, who they just signed to a three-year contract? Yeah, who's then going to fill f- until they find the <laughs> starter after him. But um, I, I like their defense. Uh, they're not going to have a winning record, though. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I have the Texans winning that division. Me and two. Ten and six. I have them as the four seed in the AFC. Look at that. And this is AFC, the crazy division for me. AFC North is My nuts, man. AFC North I had some fun with. <laughs> and I, I you know, I honestly believe it's just going to be a crazy tough division. Uh, so throw the Bengals right out of it. And I have the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers all finishing at 11-5 and five this with season. All 4-2 and two in division. All 4-2 and two in the division. And the Steelers... The odd man out. Ravens. You have the Steelers missing the playoffs at eleven and five. You know what happened to the Patriots? They were eleven and five, but Matt Castle missed the playoffs. It's <laughs> happening to the Steelers. Ravens three seed, Browns six seed. Yep, I have the uh, the Browns and as a wild card. At, so my my AFC North is Ravens eleven and five, Browns ten and six, Steelers ten and six, Bengals zero and a thousand. Uh, they're they're awful. <laughs> they're so bad. Uh, yeah, Ravens. I have the Ravens as the uh, the winner of the AFC North, the three seed in the AFC. And you're a huge Lamar Jackson guy, right? We discussed I'm not, this. I don't love him as a quarterback. Did you say Lamar Jackson for MVP? Did I hear that come out of your mouth? Yes, you did. <laughs> Albeit sarcastically, but you did hear it come out of my mouth. You are correct. <laughs> I'll go through my AFC division or my AFC playoff teams just one more time. Patriots one, Chiefs two, Ravens three, Texans four, Chargers five, Browns six. And uh, we're going to have this till the end of the season where we can just absolutely rip on how terribly yeah. inaccurate my picks were. We're going to be nowhere close. I have uh, Patriots 1, Chargers 2, Ravens 3, Texans 4, Chiefs 5, Browns 6. Switch over to the NFC. Let's switch gears here. NFC North. I have the Bears winning this division. Same. Let's see. NFC South. Who I think the winner of that division is going to be, it's clear, the Saints. I they're, have this. They're the best all-around team in the South. I have the Saints as well by one game over the Falcons. On to the NFC East. Okay. Uh, which is typically a tough division, and I just think two of the teams in there really, really blow with the Giants and Redskins. I have the Eagles yeah. winning this division 10-6. and six. You and I have the same. I think the NFC East is probably the easiest one to predict out of all of the NFC, to be honest with you. Um, as far as where the teams are going to stand, one through four. 
Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Skins. NFC West. This is obviously a big division here in the Pacific Northwest. We got the, the Hawks. The Seahawks in here. Uh, obviously, the Rams had a fantastic year last year. Went to the Super Bowl. Came up short. Not really. Which you're they, happy about. They haven't lost anything, right? They have. I mean, uh, they, they didn't they have lost in Dominican Sue, who went and signed with the Bucks. But and I don't Dominican think. Who? Yeah, exactly. I don't think he's that big of a factor. My big question for the Rams. Is how do they bounce back? Because we we've seen it before. A team goes to the Super Bowl, loses, then misses the playoffs the next. It will be interesting to watch. They're just their offense is great. They I mean they didn't have Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl because he got hurt last year. He's coming back. Gurley was obviously unhealthy in the Super Bowl. He's supposed to be coming back. Although I do think his knee is made out of plastic. Yeah. Well, he has doesn't he have arthritis in his knee? He has everything in his knee. <laughs> Who do you have winning the West? I still have the Rams winning the the West, and this is why. I think that they just have a great offense, and I don't care how mediocre Jared Goff is. They have a good offense. They're, I mean, their weapon, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Gurley, like they just have a good offense. And then their defense, they have the best defensive player in the league in Aaron Donald. They do, but I mean, I think, I think what's around him isn't anything special. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald is a freak. I mean, the guy is insane, but... Michael Brockers, he's a good defensive tackle, and they brought in uh, Clay Matthews. So if this was a 2013 season, they'd be really good. He does have great hair. He does have great hair. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not as high on the Rams as I was last year, and I, I'm not, I can't really put a, f- a finger on why. But were you high on them last year? I, mean, I was. And try, I, even going into the season, because they went, what was their record? It, it was insane. Right, yeah, if I'm not were, mistaken. Yeah, they were like 12-4 or 13-3 last and year. And they started I, on fire, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I thought they were going to be one of the two best teams in the NFC last year, and they were. I don't think they are this year. I think um, other teams have, have passed them by. I think other teams with some young talent have developed really well. And I think NFC's crowded. It's really crowded. It's hard to say who's going to come out of top of the NFC in general. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my, my, my whole rankings here in the West before you, you go to yours, all right? So I do have the Rams winning 12-4. and four. I do have the Seahawks second, 10-6. and six. Okay, we're not far. 4-2 and two in the division. The 49ers at 7-9, and nine, and then the Arizona Cardinals at 3-13. and 13. Okay, so we're a little bit different. I have the Seahawks at 11-5. and five, Shocking. Winning the division. Shocking. The reason I have them, I had the Rams winning initially, but with the Clowney trade, I think that gives them just a little bit of an edge over the Rams. Uh, I have the Rams at 10-6 and six as a wild card team. I have the 49ers at 8-8, eight and eight, and I have the Cardinals at 4-12. and 12. So my playoff picture for the NFC, you know, is Rams 1, Bears 2, Saints three, Eagles four, Green Bay five, and that leaves the Seattle Seahawks in the sixth position, second wild card. Uh, I've got Bears, Saints one and two. They're both twelve and four on mine, so pick one. Uh, Seahawks and Eagles both eleven and five, so pick one for three and four. And then I have the Rams and the Packers both ten and six. Pick one for each wild card spot. And then on top of that, I think there are other playoff caliber teams. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised in the least, but to see the, the Cowboys, Panthers, or Vikings, or even the Falcons find their way into the playoffs. Yeah, the, the, year. the NFC is uh, clearly a tougher division. I mean, the AFC is New England, Kansas City, and everybody else, and I really think that the NFC is uh, super crowded, yeah, it is. Uh, really. lots of competition. and This is the one we're definitely going to have wrong at the end of the season. 
There's no way. There, yeah, there. I mean, predictions usually and typically are uh, like I just do it for fun. Uh, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible, and it's going to be fun to watch the NFC this year. Uh, I'm excited to pay attention to this NFC West. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a dead heat between the Seahawks and Rams until the last week of the season. It's going to be good. So let's go from um, real football to fake football or fantasy football, if you will. <laughs> it's not fake. Um, we don't need to talk about players that are obviously going to perform well, but maybe there's a couple sleepers or people you're starting in daily leagues. Or I have a daily league that is not for money on the yeah. daily fantasy, but I still use the daily system for that. Or also your, you know, your season-long typical fantasy league. Uh, people that are going to stand out or you think have a chance to stand out week one, and I did mine based on my little DraftKings lineup that I had to mess around with for yeah, value and matchups. Um, I didn't go that deep, so let's let's go, go through yours. What are you thinking? Okay, uh, quarterback, you're not going to like this one, but Lamar Jackson against the Dolphins, specifically because they're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins are in full-on tank mode this year. They can't stop anything. I think they're going to run up and down him. He's going to have a couple touchdown passes, probably run for another. Uh, running back, I've got two on here for pretty similar reasons. Uh, Austin Eckler with Melvin Gordon holding out. Looks like he's the Chargers' number one running back. That's one of mine. So take him. And uh, yeah, Zeke is back, but he hasn't been with the team. Tony Pollard. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Tony Pollard has a chance to uh, now watch Zeke get all the carries. What I read today was idiot. 20 to 25 carries a week one for Zeke. I mean, maybe. If I remember, there was a quote by... Um, you know what? I'm sticking with Tony Pollard. By Garrett that said, <laughs> eh, he knows the system. He'll be fine, or something to that effect. Um, I don't think you're going to pay the man $50 million guaranteed and not feed him week one. Well, at the same time, I think Pollard's a good back. He'll get some touches. Fair enough. Wide receiver? Assuming that Marshawn Lattimore is going to be shadowing DeAndre Hopkins the whole time in the Texans Saints game. I like Will Fuller to get a lot of a lot of targets. If you're in a PPR league, he might be pretty good, or he might. <laughs> a couple seasons ago, it seemed like every time he caught the ball, it was a it was a bomb. Ninety five touch, yeah, ninety yard touchdown or something. Yeah, so you know he might not get a lot of catches, but he's gonna get a lot of yards in the touchdown for you probably. So I like Will Fuller. Tight end. I think since Matt Stafford will probably have a pretty good game against the Cardinals, uh, I like T.J. Hawkinson. He's a rookie out of Iowa. I like those Iowa tight ends. Yes, you do. All righty, and go to your defense. I've got two uh, Seahawks against the Bengals and Ravens against the Dolphins. All right, well, I'll give you a couple of mine. For a quarterback who is uh, definitely low value on these daily sites uh, is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, week one, going against Atlanta in Minnesota in the Dome. I, I just feel like it could be a shootout. And I know Kirk Cousins is cheap money, so I could see a big game from him. I also had Eckler uh, as a running back. Uh, two wide receivers that I like. Uh, one, Tyler Lockett. I just feel like... Especially at home against the Bengals. Defense. Home against the Bengals, and it's week one. I just feel like Russell's going to go to his guy, and that is his guy. So I think he could have a really big game. Especially if the Seahawks get, the, get that running game going. Look for a play action over the top for a quick touchdown. Dante Pettis. Uh, wide receiver in San Francisco taking on Tampa Bay week one. And uh, people here should be familiar with him, a uh, former UW player. There you go, UW player, playing for San Francisco, going to catch bombs from Jimmy G. I think he's listed as the number one wide receiver on that depth chart now. I think he is. Um, so, I, I mean, 
I expect him to have a big game. Uh, another running back that I think I like is also from the 49ers. Why am I all over the 49ers? Tevin know. Coleman. I and I didn't put a defense down here, but uh, one that I was eyeballing, and I know everybody's probably going to have them, is the Chargers defense because they're playing the Coltless. I mean, the uh, the luckless Colts. The Coltless Lux. The, the luckless Colts. <laughs> so uh, the Chargers would be a great start there. Yeah, with it being week one, week one gets started tonight with the Packers and Bears. Let's pick a couple games, the big matchups of the week. We're going to use the spreads. Okay. Maybe we'll tally these records and it means something at the end. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Let's tally them. Let's let's, we'll tally them just for fun. Uh, and yeah, let's do it. So the first one, Packers and Bears, Thursday night football, kicking off the season. In Chicago. In Chicago, Bears are favored by three. So that pretty much means on a neutral site, they're even. I like the Bears minus three. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty close game, but um, yeah, I, I like. I'm picking the Bears. I like the Bears as well. I mean, I do like Green Bay this season. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna be happier. He's gonna be happier, but it's it's week one, and yeah, I just the Bears defense is great. I know that Trubisky. I don't have that much confidence in Trubisky. I don't think he's that bad. I don't love him, but I think there's so much. There's so much talent around him it's hard to not like the Bears. i'm with you then at soldier field i just think that i think the bears cover uh cover three sunday night football this week uh steelers at patriots i know who you're taking do you <laughs> uh patriots are five and a half point favorites i'm picking the patriots to win but the steelers to cover it's gonna be a three-point game i don't blame you there um however i just think uh, watching a lot of the Patriots preseason and and typically I think typically I would always say I, I would probably take the Steelers but this year for some reason I think the Patriots are ready to go out of the gate and it doesn't Homer. make sense it's after the Super Bowl <laughs> normally I say Belichick views those first four games as a season as the actual preseason as opposed to this fake little thing we just had happen and he really tries they try and find the groove in that first four weeks this defense, this Patriots defense, I think is up there with their defenses of like the early 2000s. This defense is going to be really, really good. And I think that's just going to get them off to a great start. And I think that, you know, Roethlisberger losing Brown, losing Le'Veon Bell, playing the Patriots defense in Gillette Stadium, banner night, Patriots are going to roll. You know, um, I, I'm an, an admittedly not a Patriots fan at all. If anything, I, I like to watch them lose. I think that 97% of the yeah. people listening to us right now are in your boat. That's 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 probably true. I'll say this about the Patriots, though. They're probably the only Super Bowl winning team I've ever seen actually get better in the offseason. They did. So... I mean, even with Gronkowski retiring, they did. I almost, I not that I, I don't think they need him. Would he be a great asset to this team? Of course, but like, if you would have told me the best tight end in the game was retiring and it wasn't gonna affect us that much, I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, we need him. Watching this team and seeing this defense and just the consistency and it, it doesn't make sense. But they just keep doing it. They do. Uh, I'm still picking the Steelers to cover. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where that's coming from. We have a, a Monday night game. We have the Texans taking on the Saints in yes, New Orleans. Uh, Saints minus seven, so seven-point favorite. That's a big number. That is a big number. We're going to look at another, at another big number here in a second, too. I'm taking the Saints uh, to win, but the Texans to cover. 
I'm going to agree with you. Like I said, I think the Texans are absolute boneheads for basically mortgaging their future. But currently... But they made their team better. They strengthened their offensive line. There's no doubt in my mind that the Andrew Luck retirement and all that stuff had to have played into this decision. It's like, you have this great quarterback... If you get him killed, he's going to do the same thing. So they helped him at the offensive line. They do have great weapons in Hopkins, in Fuller. They traded for Kenny Stills, who's another good receiver from Miami. Um, they've, got depth, they've got talent. I I like the Texans this year. And their um, defense is still good. They They're still aging. Have, they still have J.J. Watt. They're aging. Which doesn't hurt. Watt is great. He's aging. Uh, merciless, great. Aging. I still think their defense is good enough, and uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say that the Texans cover the seven points. Uh, and you wanted to go for the fourth one? Yeah, fourth one. I mean, I think we might as well just always cover the Seahawks if you want to do that. All right, so we got uh, Bengals at Seahawks. Small spread. Yeah, only a, a tiny spread of nine and a half points. Uh, <laughs> Seahawks, big favorites. Normally, if I see a spread that big, I would say bet on the underdog, but the Bengals are so bad awful they're awful the Seahawks do tend to play close games against bad teams but I think the Bengals are just that bad with no AJ Green with Andy Dalton trying to play catch up against Russell Wilson yeah no it's not gonna happen the defense is gonna tee off nine and a half points is a big number it really is I haven't thought about this game and I'm struggling here nine and a half is such a big number I'm struggling over here like genuinely you got it you got to make a decision Corey I haven't heard anything about the Bengals, really, other than they suck. Dalton is pretty average. They don't have A.J. Green. You know what? I'm going to go to the Bengals. Really? You I don't know the why. the Bengals will cover the spread? Something you pointed out to me, and, and they do play a lot of close games. Every preseason game, not that it matters, was a one-score game. Yeah. For some reason, some reason, somehow, the Bengals will cover that spread. You think probably a garbage time TD or something? It could be anything. Or I'm telling you, like, you know this more than me. Uh, you've paid more attention to this this offense probably in the preseason. Um, they have a running game a with running Carson. Game. So quarterback. typically running teams, I feel like, don't have high scoring. You know, it's like the clock Velocity. and all that other stuff. Correct. It's not that. Like, the Seahawks can beat the absolute tar out of a team and win by six points. Correct. You know it's what I mean? It's just the style of game that they play. And uh, as far as their receiving core, very young, very inexperienced. There's there's some young guys that I like a lot. But, I'm not um, disagreeing with that. However, opening day, you know, first game of the year, jitters, whatever it is, young team, mistakes can happen. The Bengals are covering nine and a half. If they if the Seahawks get their running game going and they start hitting some play action passes over the top, it's game over. The Red Rocket. The Red Rocket covers the spread, huh? To Tyler Boyd. You watch it. Bengals are going to cover. So I'm going Bears minus three, taking them. Patriots minus five and a half, taking them. I'm going to take the Texans at plus seven. And I'm going to take the Bengals at plus nine and a half. All right. I am taking the Bears at minus three, Steelers at plus five and a half, Texans at plus seven, and Seahawks at minus nine and a half. <laughs> Let's unveil this segment. Going to happen all season long. Keith's Lock of the Week. Which game is the Lock of the Week? The Lock of the Week. This one's easy for me to pick. I like the Ravens uh, minus six and a half against the Dolphins. Only six and a half. Well, it's only six and a half because they're on the road. What does Vegas know? I don't know, man. They don't know anything. Dolphins are awful. I don't think, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a shutout. It's going to be a bloodbath in Miami. (laughs) 
Big words. Keith's lock of the week. The Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half on the road. On the road. Taking on the Dolphins. You choose if you want to put your money on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it. Episode one, Jet City Hot Takes. Episode one in the books. Happy football season, Keith. Happy football season, Corey. If you don't know, you can catch me and Keith on your radio. I host the afternoon show 2 to 7 every weekday on New Country 98.9 The Bull. Keith comes up right after me every night, 7 to midnight here in Seattle. New episodes posted every Thursday at 7 a.m. Go Hawks!